you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's episode of Locked On Mizzou, well, quite frankly, we've got a lot of basketball to get to with Mizzou football now in its second bye week in a row, not by their own choosing, of course, but here we are. It's a bummer. I'm not, I'm none too happy about it and I'm sure you're not either, but it is what it is. But Kobe Brown, Parker Brown and Drew Bugs of the basketball team all met with the media yesterday via Zoom and I've got those sound bites for you, and as usual, I'm going to react to them as well. But you know what? First, let's talk about that Missouri basketball recruiting recruiting class. Five men signed by the Tigers yesterday, including guard Anton Brookshire, three forwards in Trayvon Brazil, Caleb Brown, Sean Duru-Gordon, and finally, more of a front court player in St. Louis's Yaya Kita. Now, the, the unfortunate thing with Yaya is he tore his ACL in the last month or so. So he'll be working his way back, trying to get ready for next season. Seems like a good kid. Seems like a really good athlete. Again, more of a rim-running center type, fairly raw player that has only been playing basketball for a few years now. So there's a lot of upside to be mined from Mr. Kita. And really, maybe my favorite player, at least the most intriguing guy in this class, to me is Brookshire, Anton Brookshire from Springfield, Missouri. He just seems to really have the kind of shooting and scoring knack, although he's an undersized guard, that Missouri has really been lacking for a few years now, certainly since Cassius Robertson left the team. But then on the outside, I think you've got two really athletic, high upside wings in Trayvon Brazil and Sean Duru-Gordon. To me, those guys, again, I like the Missouris getting a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic on the wings for sure. And then finally, to round out this five-man class, is the brother of current Missouri forward Kobe Brown, and that is Caleb Brown. And Kobe had some things to say about Caleb later in these sound bites, and I'll let him, I'll let him get to that just a little bit later. But Obviously, the other big Missouri basketball news yesterday is that, well, we've salvaged bragging rights. Yes, we lost the continuance of the Missouri-Kansas rivalry for at least one season anyway, delayed a year, but we do have the Missouri-Illinois game. However, this game will not be taking place in St. Louis this season, and it will be on December 12th, and in fact, today, as you're hearing this, Thursday... November the 12th, the venue for this game will be decided via coin flip at 6 p.m. Central Time, and you'll be able to stream that on the internet one way or the other. Maybe I'll link it in the description of this podcast, but surely Google is your friend in that situation. But you know what? A coin flip, huh? Is this the biggest coin flip in Missouri history? Well, it sort of begs a question, doesn't it? What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir? The most you ever lost on a coin toss. 
and say, call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here. You need to call it. I can't call it for you. Well, it wouldn't be fair. I didn't put nothing up. Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling 22 years to get here. And now it's here. And it's either heads or tails. And you have to say, call it. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Call it. Oh, what a great scene from a great movie. Obviously, for the uninitiated, that was no country for old men. But fortunately, unlike the older gentleman at this Texas gas station in the film, Missouri and Illinois don't have all that much riding on this coin flip because there is going to be no fans at either Columbia or Champaign. And again, that's the coin flip is going to decide it all. Will it be Columbia or will it be Champagne? And it just strikes me that, well, this is about as opposite as you can get from the bragging rights game, from the usual St. Louis neutral site, while still kind of making it a neutral site. I wonder how much that factored in. Now, I know Illinois has much different rules as far as limits on on big gatherings and that type of deal. As an NFL fan, I've certainly noticed fans in Kansas City this year I haven't noticed any in Soldier Field yet, so I imagine that probably factored in to the no fans, regardless of where the game's going to be played, part of the agreement. But also, again, just as a side effect, still going to be a lot more neutral despite being an on-campus game. So I wonder if that factored in a little bit too. And I want to get to those Mizzou basketball sound bites with three players from the team, including Drew Bugs talking about how he believes he fits with Xavier Pinson and Drew Smith. But first, let's be honest. If you're like me, it's getting to be Thursday afternoon. You're already starting to think about the weekend. And the only thing that makes the weekend even better is a weekend with Coors Light. Because even if the SEC continues to cancel more games this weekend, well, you've still got the Masters. You've still got the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and, well, by golly, the SEC is bound to have a game or two going, right? Surely, please, fingers crossed. Well, regardless, it's all going to be better with that mountain cold refreshment that's made to t- that's made to chill called Coors Light. Just know that Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And of course, when it's Monday and you got to get back into go mode, well, there's no better product than Built Go. Because we all have some sort of wall that we have to break through just about each and every day. Whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, you should definitely break through it with Built Go. 
They're easy to take with you in one and a half ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. And these energy packs come in three delicious flavors, peanut, butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. How can you go wrong? So visit buildgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Built Go. Let's go. Well, I gave you thoughts on four of the five members of this latest Missouri basketball recruiting class that signed officially yesterday, but I left out Caleb Brown because, well, I've got sound from his older brother, Kobe. Let's hear what Kobe has to say about his younger brother, Caleb. And he was also asked about a player that Kobe might compare his brother to. Man, um, I would say, uh, well, I haven't seen him play, seen him play in a, in a minute now, but back when we were like in high school together, I would, I would consider him like more of a pass first. So I would say something like maybe a Chris Paul. I don't know. He looks to pass for, he wants to make it. He wants to get assists. That's his biggest thing. Like he, he, he'll rather have a hundred assists before you have a hundred points. So that's what I would say is just a pass for a player. Well, that's interesting. I think Kobe was put on the spot there a little bit saying Chris Paul is the comparison. I like where his head is as far as passing goes. Kobe Brown, definitely a guy when I broke him down again, if you want to check this out in the archives, I broke down all five of these guys individually when they orally committed to Missouri But Kobe Brown, a much bigger man than Chris Paul, that's for sure. Certainly not your typical point guard's bodies. Probably close to 6'5", 6'6", and a pretty big young man, too. Like He's got a big old high end on him, let's put it that way. He can use that body to his advantage, too. That's one of, I think, his strengths is that he knows how to use his physicality. Now, he's not certainly not an above-the-rim type player by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he should be really versatile offensively. You know, Kobe's a good passer, too. I think Caleb is actually quite a bit better of a passer, has sort of a gift and a knack at that. My worry with Caleb Brown at the next level is who does he guard? That's my question because whether you're a point guard or not has a lot more to do with who you can guard than what you can do offensively because I think he's got the ball handling and the passing ability to lead a team, can he guard the other team's point guard without creating cross matches and trying to hide him him defensively? I think that's the question there. It was also interesting that Kobe admitted that he hasn't really seen his brother play in a year or so, and, well, that's understandable when you think about it. It's not as though high school games in Alabama are being televised in Missouri or something like that, or, or probably not even available for streaming, right? But I believe Caleb and Kobe both played high school ball for their dad down in Huntsville, Alabama, and Kobe had a little bit more to say about the chemistry that they had when they used to play together. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's I was like I was looking back at old uh footage from high school from practices and stuff. It was it's just crazy how we connect on the court back uh back then so I'm I'm interested to see how it how it relates to this level and I'm looking forward to seeing that too I think that's something Missouri fans were robbed of a little bit is is seeing the 
the chemistry between Jonte and Michael Porter. I think we saw just a brief moment of it in the NCAA tournament. Maybe it was against Texas A&M, but Jonte threw a beautiful sort of long pass down to Michael for an easy layup that you could just tell that was a chemistry play there. So just a special chemistry there. Hopefully will develop, continue to develop between the Brown brothers. And you know what? Speaking of Brown brothers, I guess you could say there's a third Brown on the Missouri roster, although it certainly is spelled differently. And that's Mr. Parker Brown. And I've got sound bites from him and Drew Bugs on the other side of this break. Now, Parker Brown is an interesting player, right? You don't see a lot of red shirts in college basketball, but he was one. And a true actual red shirt season he took. Doesn't happen very often, but he took one. And the thing with Parker Brown is he showed a lot of promise. And he has a lot of fans out there, too, including a very prominent one in Miss Sophie Cunningham. She's just been very vocal about him needing more minutes to go out there and cook, quite honestly. But you know what? His coach has talked him up periodically as well. So I just thought it'd be interesting to hear what Parker Brown, in his own words, thought he needed to do in this previous offseason to find more time on the court. Um, I texted Coach kind of after we all went home in March and because I kind of knew it would kind of be like a drawn-out thing. You know, I didn't know when we'd go back. And I didn't kind of want to be left behind. I kind of want to improve and get better. And I kind of texted him. He kind of talked about more perimeter game, you know, getting stronger, of course, shooting shooting with a three ball and ball handling and all that stuff and just doing whatever it takes to, to win games. So basically, just work on everything, right? No big deal. That's easy. Just work on every aspect of your game and get better. But more specifically, how does Parker see himself – fitting in to this current roster? Yeah, I think it kind of depends on the game, kind of depends on the matchup. You know, if I got smaller guys on me, we can take advantage of that inside. And if we got kind of bigger, less mobile guys, then we can take advantage of that on the outside. You know, it just kind of depends on the matchup, depends on the scouting report. But um, I'll kind of do whatever it takes. You know, I, I try to be versatile inside and out. So, And really to that point, I think Parker is really well-suited to be a five-man against smaller type teams because the biggest problem for Parker right now to me is defensively he just can be overwhelmed by the strength of say a team like Mississippi State last season guy like Reggie Perry and uh, their skin their center another a guy whose name escapes me at the moment but they were just physically too big for him certainly West Virginia same deal when we played them last season but the thing is not everybody plays that way. I think against you know teams like, say, Arkansas and Alabama, who rely more on perimeter play, I think Parker is actually, he, he has the right balance of being able to punish the smaller guys inside, but yet maybe defensively on the perimeter, he can move his feet and switch maybe a little bit better than maybe Jeremiah Tillman can, certainly Jordan Wilmore. So I think you're going to see Parker hopefully get himself a little bit of a role because again you know maybe I'd say Mitchell Smith certainly would be that defensive pick and roll style defense I just described still Mitchell Smith is a better fit there I think Brown has a lot better offensive upside though and certainly Mizzou needs some offense so it'll certainly be interesting to see how Conzo Martin juggles those three players and their roles in particular 
Now, Parker was also asked about his disappointment in not playing Kansas this season. Now, obviously, I'd say all the players are probably disappointed there, but maybe Parker in particular because his brother Christian Brown plays for the Jayhawks. He's a sophomore guard and and plays significant minutes for them. But again, fortunately, he's a sophomore. Parker just going to be a junior this year, I believe. So they'll get another shot at playing each other next year. Certainly a cool moment for that entire family. Now, obviously, most of the guys on this year's team are pretty familiar with each other. There's not a lot of new faces on this squad, especially ones that are expected to play a lot of minutes. But the obvious exception to that is, of course, Hawaii transfer Drew Bugs. And, of course, my question has been, how are the three of Bugs, Drew Smith, and Xavier Pinson, how are they going to play together? How's that going to work? the chemistry, all that kind of deal. Well, Drew Bugs, of course, was asked about this, and here were his some of his thoughts. Um, I feel like I compliment them well. Um, I feel like we all three have different strengths, bring some uh, different to the table, different dynamics. But um, I feel like I compliment them well. I'm able to take a lot of pressure off them in terms of handling the ball and just allow them to focus on moving without the ball and, and getting just open, easy shots. And I feel like that's my job is just to get these guys on the team um, easier shots. And I feel um, I'm, I've been trying to do my best doing that. And, um, you know, like you said, it's been a short preseason, but I feel like it's going well. So, again, I, I'm not too worried about those three guys together or just any combination of the two of them together on offense. It's the other end of the court that worries me. But again, Drew Bug Drew Bugs, excuse me, continued on with, with more thoughts on that triumvirate of point guards. Oh, uh, I think they're great players. Um I, I really enjoy playing with both of them. Um both of them real dynamic. Um I, obviously I see more similarities of me and Drew. Um, you know, just kind of like the pace we play at and the style we played. And X is just uh he's a real dynamic guard, real fast. Um, he can he can really score and he can also facilitate as well though. So I mean I really enjoy playing with both of them. Um, we haven't had too many lineups yet with all three of us, be, just because we need point guards to go up against each other. But um, that's something that's also different coming from Hawaii is going up against starting point guards um, every day in practice. The majority of the practice that that's been really good. I really enjoyed that. Now, unlike a lot of senior graduate transfers especially ones with the resume that Drew Bugs had, at least in terms of school records at Hawaii, a lot of times they're looking for a bigger role. But obviously that isn't going to necessarily be the case at Missouri. So why still come to Columbia? Um, yeah, you know, that's a question I've gotten a lot. And bottom line is just I want to win. Um, I felt this was a good position where – we got a really good team and, and a really good conference, and we, we can make some noise this year. Um, also, I just really enjoyed um, the staff. I want to get into coaching one day, and I felt I could learn a lot from this staff. But, yeah, we, um, we look at it as we got the deepest guard um, lineup in, in the conference, and so we want to use that to our advantage. We want to be able to um, push the ball, play at a fast pace. Um, you know, I've been in the position where I've played 38 minutes, 40 minutes a game, so – that's not something that I really was looking for. I want to be a winner. I want to be able to contribute. And so I'm fine um, taking a, a dip in my role or minutes in order to um, be a winner and, and you know, contribute. 
Now, obviously, all of that is music to any coach's ear, and certainly I love hearing that Missouri intends to play at a faster pace. That's something I've been pushing for for several years now, but especially with three point guards, quite frankly, and three guys who are capable of pushing the ball. But to be honest, I've heard that, and it seems like we always say that in the preseason. I guess I'll believe it when I see it, but with this personnel, it certainly makes a lot of sense to me. Now, if you were listening closely to that previous bite, you heard Drew Bugs say that he'd be interested in getting into coaching someday. And, well, Mitchell Forty at Power Mizzou followed up there and asked him why he thought this staff in particular might help with that dream of getting into coaching in the future. Um, yeah, that's been a goal of mine for for a long time. Um, growing up, I used to coach um, – at my former middle school, I coached my sister's uh, basketball team. So I've been co- coaching, um, you know, it's something I've always fell in love with. I've just have a, a huge love for the game of basketball and I want to be around it. And um, so, you know, I feel I can uh, affect future generations um, on and off the court through coaching. And um, so, you know, I try to implement that today with being vocal on the court. And, you know, I think um, this staff, uh, Coach Martin is a uh, coach that, you know he's real set on his uh, his principles, and he's um, all about discipline. And and but also he he's as you can see, you guys will see this year. We kind of changed up playing. We play a little bit more fast, and I enjoy coach that that changes it up based on his personnel. And and you know also everything going on, being able to play for African American coach was was a big deal too. Um, you know there's not too many in, in the college game, so being able to learn for someone that's like me um, now is really important to me. You gotta, you gotta love a young man who's got a goal, got an idea of what he wants to be, and obviously, a person who would like to have a positive impact in this world. So, tip of the hat to you, Drew Bugs. I think we're gonna enjoy this young man's presence on and off the basketball court this coming season. So, with all that being said, I'm gonna get out of here on this Thursday, and I will see you all tomorrow right here on Locked On Mizzou.